Hello and welcome. It's the Running with the Bulls podcast. You thought we were gone, and we kind of were for a while, but we're not gone anymore. Uh, Our apologies for a little bit of a break there. I don't know if you heard about it, but there was a global pandemic. We took a little little pause, but uh, now it's the NBA playoffs. Adam and Reed back and better than ever. Reed, you have an afro now. We recorded a couple months ago. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I had, an, I had an Afro then too, or a Jufro, I should say. Um, right. Right. Um, I will say I have logged into this zoom meet every week at this time and you are nowhere to be found. Mm. So I, I really, I don't think we should be apologizing. I think you should be apologizing for letting the fans down. Well, that's what, what kind of bulls podcast would we be? If we didn't occasionally <laughs> let the fans down, I'm um, here every. I'm here every Wednesday at four nineteen. It is four nineteen. Um, for the record, I'm not. This is Adam should not apologize. He's been trying to get this off this show off the ground for a while now, and um, not to make this all about me, but I work in a school and I'm on summer break now, so I have more time than should be allowed. Oh, careful what you wish for not to be allowed. Uh, they'll take that time right away. Anyway, um, yeah, man, we're probably not going to talk any bowls today. Let's be honest. Uh, but we are going to talk NBA playoffs. Well, why aren't we talking about the Bulls? Aren't they in the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, if only. Maybe. Maybe to some. But first, you know what I'd like to talk to you about, Reed? Have you heard of this uh, Spotify green room? No, but I've heard of Spotify. This is actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so it is through Spotify, and so they just started doing this. It's a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use, and uh, maybe we can give it a go sometime, or I'll, I'll give it a go on the uh, other podcast of mine, Hoops Dramas. You can talk to podcasters like us or other fans, athletes, uh, and insiders in real time, and so uh, it's fun for watch parties, post-game breakdowns, debates, uh, whatever you may want to use it for and uh, super interactive, obviously. So you can share your own experiences in the app and uh, Spotify green room, man, free audio only social media platform. And it's just for sports fans. If you're listening to this, you probably like sports. And so, uh, yeah, give it a shot and join on the conversations. I'll, I'll let you guys know on the podcast, this podcast, running with the bulls podcast, if we are uh, going to give this a go anytime soon, all you got to do is download the Spotify Green Room app for free in the iOS or Android app store. Uh, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the league or group. Uh, you can follow me. I am on uh, Twitter at Fustradamus, F-O-U-X-S-T-R-A-D-A-M-U-S. Uh, if you want to no- be notified when I go live, uh, we'll be uh, going on at some point, perhaps. Um, 
We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Anyway, what we're talking about right now is, uh, well, should we talk about the Suns series? We'll just say that Spotify Green Room sounds really good. And I want the people to know, today I was listening on Spotify to a song called The Hamster Dance Song, which is in Ice Cube's Are We There Yet? It's, It's a really exciting song. And if you haven't heard it, it'll probably pump you up. And it goes like this. At a bee ba bee da bo bo bee da bee da bo bee bee lee da bee la bee la bee la bo. That's the Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, but it's but a hamster's voice doing it. Hmm. It's I'm hamster dance does it better than Cotton Eye Joe. Has Peter talked? Has anyone told Peter about this? If Peter finds out that these hamsters are dancing. Wait, you just had a hamster sandwich, right, the other day? <laughs> hamster and cheese. Dude, you gotta stop. Well, I keep catching them in my alley. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Just not eat them? Well, I, you know, you do like to be in your alley at four in the morning. <laughs> I'll, I'll say anything to not talk about basketball. I don't know All if right. you noticed. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll, I know the, the way to trick you into it. Trey Young has looked absolutely horrendous. Uh, you son of a! <laughs> yeah, no one likes Trey Young. He really hasn't been much of a factor for the Hawks, and the Hawks proved that last night that they don't even need Trey Young. I mean, that's accurate. All they need is uh, Kevin Herter, or and a little bit of and a little bit of Onyeka Okongwu, a little bit of Lemon Pepper Lou, who came out swinging. Yeah, I not not to say that, he, that that you can't call him that, but someone tweeted at him or said something like at Lemon Pepper Lou, and he said just Lou. Yeah, he's a little mad about the lemon pepper. Yeah, that was an embarrassing moment, probably. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude. Um, Hawks and Bucks are all tied up at two as we're recording this. Um, Giannis. The good news is Giannis does not have structural damage in his knee. Um, but he is doubtful for tomorrow's night, tomorrow night's game. I'd be shocked if he played tomorrow. Um, I actually would be surprised if he played in this series at all, especially now that they've got a commitment from him that he's going to be there long term. Um, not just commitment, he's signed. So he's, they have a long, long future of Giannis to protect. Do you, do you and, know if they said that playing would make possibly make things worse? I, I don't, they haven't said that. They just listed him as doubtful to, for tomorrow, but they did okay. say, that an MRI revealed no structural damage. But, I mean, can you imagine them playing him in this series after that terrifying-looking injury? I mean, if he's good to go, he's good to go. Yeah. Um, but Trey didn't, Trey didn't play yesterday because of a bone bruise. And not to say a bone bruise is no big deal, but if Trey's not going out there for a bone bruise, which is a, one of the more minor foot injuries, I would be hard – it would be hard to believe that they put Giannis out there in the next couple of days. Maybe if they get to a Game 7, maybe, but – they dodged a bullet, and I feel like they wouldn't want to even come remotely close to putting him out there unless they actually, unless he was a hundred percent ready. Yeah, especially when you, like you said, he's signed there long term. You don't want to jeopardize his career, but it is a shame because this is the best chance he's ever had of getting to the finals. They're two wins away. Uh, this Bucks team is—would you say the best he's been on? Yeah, I mean, Drew Holiday is their is the best. Drew Holiday is the best third option they've ever had. Yeah, and by, by far, in my opinion. Um, 
I, I, yeah, I, I, this would be, it would be understandable if they don't win the title because he's injured. I would get that. But if he is healthy and he comes back and they don't win the title this year, that's going to sting because it's hard to imagine a, a, a year next year that is similar to this year where we've got four teams in the conference finals that pretty much no one expected to be here. I mean, yeah, there were some people that thought the Suns would make it this far, maybe playing the Lakers, but I mean, I'll, I'll tell you in January, I thought it was going to be Lakers versus Pacers in the NBA finals. So uh, the NBA, the NBA really windows, Pacers? dude, when they, then when they acquired Karis Levert and they had gotten off to a hot start, I was like, this team is loaded. I, I really thought the Pacers were going to be excellent. I thought they were going to take a step forward from last year where they were already good. Yeah. They've got a star in Sabonis. I thought Sabonis was going to have, I basically expected them to be like what the Suns are this year. Um, and I was clearly insanely wrong. Um, hey, maybe next year though, they got a good coach in Rick Carlisle. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's hard to, it's hard to fathom that the Bucks are ever going to have, I shouldn't say ever, but it's hard to fathom them having a better chance than what they have this year facing a team with an injured Trey Young a team with no other no other all-stars other than Trey Young. And you've got three all-stars in their own right on in your starting lineup um, with a guy that's won coach of the year a couple of times. You shouldn't lose this series. You should go on to win the NBA title, but there's no guarantees. And I think, I mean, next year, healthy Brooklyn, Lakers are going to come back yeah. reloaded. Yeah. Um, Damian Lillard might go somewhere. Yeah. It's going to be a, di- it's going to be a different ball game. So this I think Milwaukee's they got to capitalize. They yeah. got to capitalize. And honestly, I think if uh, Giannis doesn't play the rest of the series, it's absolutely the Hawks series. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you take him off that team, the Hawks are better than the Bucks. I think the the Hawks have the best player after Giannis and Trey. In the series. But then, but then the Bucks have like the next three uh, next, at least the next two best players. I, I what, still, and I don't Middleton know. And Drew? Yeah, Middleton and Drew. And I, I, I do think the Bucks would, without Giannis, I think they would keep it competitive. I think it would be a, weirdly, weirdly enough, I think it would be an incredibly close series if Giannis was was out. Um, and I wouldn't know who was going to go ahead because these playoffs have just been so yeah. insanely weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't want Giannis to be out. But if he is out. I'd be shocked if this thing doesn't go. I'm at this point. I'm fully. I'm, I think this series will go seven. I and I don't know who's going to. I really don't. I mean, and now Capella's injured too. It's just. I just feel like there's zero way of kind of trying to even remotely know which direction this thing is going to go. Uh, the Hawks are kind of loaded. Uh, I mean, they just have so many shooters. Lou Williams. If this is the Lou Williams, we're going to get. And I think it's the Lou Williams you, we we could get. I think that I mean we've got no. That's fair to say because we've gotten this Lou Williams quite a few games now in these playoffs. Yeah, uh, but you know, seven of nine, uh, two of three from deep, twenty-one points, five rebounds, eight assists. He pretty much came in and did a pretty good Trey Young impression. He did. Um, and, and they had contributions a, from everybody. Yeah, Cam Reddish right. is back. Herder. Uh, with 15, Bogdanovich with 20, uh, John Collins once again in foul trouble, really disappointing game for him, four points, uh, in seven rebounds. But you know, and Okongu Okong- Okong- came in and was a massive impact, 
Yeah, then, you know, Gallinari. So, I mean, they got a lot of different guys. And um, meanwhile, it just seems like Milwaukee sometimes – it's hard to put a finger on it, but it seems they like they can – they jack up threes in ISO situations. And when it, when it falls, they'll win by 50, you know? Yeah. They don't, they don't seem to be playing the same brand of basketball that got them here though. That's been the, that's been the Mike Budenholzer theme the last three years, regular season. They're just this crisp, incredibly impressive offensive juggernaut ball, um, movement. ball movement. They space the floor. Excellently. I mean, they've got shooters all around Giannis. And then, just like in most playoff situations, offenses dry up a little bit when you don't have great individual scores. And luckily, the Bucks do, though. They do have remaining, even if Giannis doesn't play, they do have Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. And so having those two excellent shot creators for themselves and for others still makes me think that they would win this series, but I'm not confident in saying. I think it could go either way. I think with it looks like Trey Young's going to be returning next tomorrow. Um, and even if he doesn't, I don't, I don't think it's – a, a stretch to say the Hawks can win a game without him again. I mean, they be, they were beating the crap out of Milwaukee. They were before Giannis got hurt, but then yeah, they. I mean, it wasn't really that. It was a close enough game, but they were winning steadily before Giannis got injured. Yeah, I mean, what were they were up thirteen at half? Yeah, yeah, and then I think I think they were up like eight or something when 13, Giannis got hurt. Thirteen, according to my math here. Okay. Uh, cause they were, they were, they won the first quarter 25 to 22 and the second quarter, 26, 16. Yeah. So Giannis doesn't even get hurt till about midway through the third. And, uh, that's on Atlanta's home floor and that's a serious factor, but I don't know. It was know. good to see Bogdanovich make, uh, or score 20 points because we, there were some injuries concerns with him if he was going to have the mobility to score off the dribble especially with a guy like Drew Holiday on him at times and Giannis on him at times he still made some really tough shots if they like I agree with you the Hawks if they use their depth I mean this is unheard not unheard of but this is rare for a team to go this deep to the into their bench in the playoffs some teams go six deep in the playoffs you know what I mean yeah like the Trailblazers were going six deep for a while a couple of years ago um there are teams that go seven deep you got one guy that comes off the bench to shoot threes and that's about it. The Hawks are bringing out everybody except for Brandon Goodwin. I think Brandon Goodwin's the only player on that Hawks bench that isn't playing. And Nathan Knight, maybe. Um, other than that, everyone's playing. Chris Dunn got into the action yesterday. Cam Reddish got into the action and Cam Reddish was really good. And Cam Reddish showed those flashes of elite defense that he showed at the end of last year, which all of a sudden, you know, the Hawks were starting to, to move on. Now, I wouldn't say they were going to move on from Cam Reddish, but the team was starting to form without him. And now he's come back and shown that he can be a, a vital part of this rebuild. that They're showing that is much closer to being complete than we maybe thought coming into the year or you, at least you, Adam, you, you thought this team was going to be excellent. Um, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, are, I think for a lot of the deep. reasons that they have been excellent, it's just the way this team is built. Uh, it, it's similar to if you took that like Orlando magic team with Dwight Howard and made it so uh, Clint Capella wasn't quite Dwight Howard, but Jameer Nelson was a hell of a lot better than Jameer Nelson. That's kind of this Hawks team. You know, you have shooters all over, and then you have a, uh, you know, four out, one in, just monster rebounder. Uh, I, I really like John Collins, even though he hasn't been great these last couple of games. Um, 
but you just have so much shooting in space that Trey is able to manipulate. And um, it really does give you a lot of uh, extra chance opportunities when you do have Clint Capella down there uh, to potentially pull down an offensive rebound. And uh, they've been solid there. They've averaged uh, 8.6 offensive rebounds in the playoffs per game, but you got a lot of shooters, you know, with Bogdanovich, obviously Trey Young, but Herter, uh, Gallinari, Lou Williams, uh, Tony Snell. In Trey, his numbers are almost misleading. He takes so many threes that he's not going to have a scorching, you know, percentage. So he's right around 33% on the playoffs this year, but you can't guard, you have to guard him the second he crosses half court. Yeah. The Hawks are able to create a lot of problems for any defense. Yeah, and Trey gets fouled on some of those threes, and he goes to the free throw line where he's deadly, and that's why his true shooting percentage is so much higher than his actual field goal percentage. Um, Yeah, he's he's unguardable from from anywhere on the court, much like Damian Lillard, which when you have the right pieces around that, you go you go very deep into the into the playoffs, no matter who the competition is. And I, I do think with John Collins, it's weird because just a couple of days ago, the Hawks are looking like quite the future they have in front of them. And maybe John Collins reevaluates if he actually wants to go somewhere else. But now I'm starting to wonder because it's a very you can, it's a league where you change your mind in an instant. And Onyeka Okongu is showing that he has a bright future. He's going to be an excellent rebounder. He's a good passer can finish in the paint with both hands and with Clint Capella running the pick and roll with Trey John Collins is kind of relegated to standing in the corner sometimes or going ISO from uh from the elbow or so or from going in the low block taking somebody off the dribble in the playoffs it's not much of an offensive set guys aren't running that that often so I do wonder if maybe John Collins ends up going somewhere after this year's over because he's not having the impact that a guy as good as him should be having and I don't necessarily blame him. I just think his role is weird because he's not running the pick and rolls with Trey as much as Clint Capella is. So he's kind of just the second fiddle in that, in that front court. Um, especially when you've got guys like Gallinari that are dominating from the three point line. I mean, you're right. Their depth has shown that they don't even really need John Collins to be dominant. And Clint Capella, he's got some meat on his bones too. He's a big boy. He's uh, not as skinny as he, he used to be skinny when he came into the yeah. league. Not, not at all. anymore. Speaking of meat on bones, Kansas City Steak Company wants to make this your best grilling season ever. That's right, folks. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. We're talking classic cuts, baby, to USDA Prime, to -to hard-to-find specialty cups, and more Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. These are steakhouse quality steaks aged to perfection. They make it so easy, like Trey Young running your offense. Each order is flash frozen and delivered directly. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Enjoy their butter tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year. So might as well get uh, back together again, have some folks over for some steaks, bringing the steakhouse to your house. 
with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off of your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. Anyway, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Hungry. Yeah, doesn't that sound delicious? We might get some steaks here tonight at a steakhouse, though. I think I'll get a salad. Yeah, well, you should. You I should. go to steakhouses and then I order the bread. Ah, well, you you don't like gluten, so I don't believe you about that. I've I've had so much gluten this week; it's sick. So you're you're back full gluten. Well, I'm switching doctors, so I'm pretending like the doctor that told me to go gluten free doesn't exist anymore. And until I go to my next doctor and they tell me the exact same thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat gluten. <laughs> oh inside you know it's like that it's that like it's like that dead zone where like between doctors nothing you do can hurt you yeah you should That's smoke science. some cigarettes and eat some gluten tonight i maybe i will it's like when you're at the airport any meal you eat at the airport doesn't count towards your diet because you have to get where you're going feed yourself any way you can yeah yeah i haven't eaten meat in six years but every time I go to the airport, nothing but Panda Express. Ooh. I say, yeah. get me the beef broccoli, hold the broccoli, and bring me a shovel. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. Um, dude, I just got to say, I, I counted the Clippers out like in round one. I was like, oh, they're frauds, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, Luka Doncic is destroying them, rah, rah, rah. And then, uh, and I have to like. You do out. say, you do, you do say rah, rah, rah after everything you say. I do, rah, rah, rah. And so then the <laughs> next round, it was the Utah Jazz, rah, rah, rah. And I said, no one can stop the Utah Jazz, rah, rah, rah. They are too good, rah, rah, rah. You know, they're just... Utah, really, I thought was the team coming out of the West. They were the best at guarding the three. They were best at hitting the three. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and Much like elite... Atlanta, they had scorers everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and then an elite defense, too, and... This Clippers team is just mentally tough. I believe I called them mentally weak. I was wrong. They're mentally it's quite, tough. It's quite the 180, right? Yeah, they are unbelievable. And especially considered last saw, year with all the all the load management last year, and then everyone talking about how soft or whatever the team is, and they were kind of like they were kind of the laughing stock of the league, right? And they've kind of completely reversed. What, what people think of them. And I think that's impressive. I mean, they're, they've gone from being the team that blew the three, one lead to the team that won't die, you know? Yeah. Um, and and they don't have Kawhi. Credit. And he, it's just so cr- Yeah. They don't even have Kawhi Leonard and Terrence Mann comes in and all of a sudden he's George Gervin for a game, um, which I don't understand how he like didn't earn himself a bigger, role after that like he was superman for a day and then he's right back to clark kent well yeah i agree but also i would i would agree more except that patrick or sorry not patrick that reggie jackson has been so excellent 
that they don't necessarily need Terrence Mann because Reggie Jackson is doing everything so so beautifully right now. Reggie which is Jackson's crazy to say. playing the best basketball of his career right now. He's going to get paid. It's bizarre. Probably overpaid. However, if you get any semblance of this Reggie Jackson next year, that's a win because this is this is crazy. He's 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 playing like a legitimate starting point guard in the league and a very good one at that. Yeah, like all star caliber. Yeah, right now he seems like if you if you didn't watch basketball a lot, and you turned on this game or turned on this series, you'd think Reggie Jackson was one of the better players in the league. You just would because he's been that good. He's shooting forty one percent from three in the playoffs, eighteen points per he's game. Dunking. He's dunking everything too. He's really athletic. I kind of forgot that he was. Athletic. I didn't know he was athletic. I'm shocked. Well, guy, it's guys, guys that wear glasses. I'm like, you know, they're nerds, you know, and then, and then sometimes they can dunk. I think the glasses, maybe he just couldn't see before. Cause this like is like glasses. Reggie goggles. Reggie is forget hoodie mellow. It's all about yeah, goggles. Got, Reggie goggles, Reggie. And all of a sudden, and what's a pretty weak, pretty weak free agency class. I hate, and I also feel bad that I'm doing this. Like every time I talk about the playoffs, I also talk about the offseason and what next year is going to bring because I look forward to that stuff so much. The drama is what 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 I feed off of. You know, I'm a sick guy. Um, but especially with all that, gloom. I really am. I am really. I true. I am very. I'm very curious to see a guy like Reggie Jackson if he plays like this Reggie Jackson or anything close to this Reggie Jackson. That's a massive pickup for pretty much any team. Yeah. Let, let alone for the rest of these playoffs. They don't have Kawhi Leonard. Who needs Kawhi Leonard? You got Reggie Jackson. I'm kidding about that. But at the same time, he's been. But that's like the reality right now. Yeah. <laughs> and the Suns offense has not looked like the Suns offense. In this series, Reggie Jackson is uh, averaging 22 points per game so far. And this is recorded a few hours before game. Uh, was it game six tonight? It's game six. Yeah. Do you and think so, it's pushed to a game seven? Do I think it does? Do you think it goes to game seven? Jeez. That's so tough. This one's in LA, right? It is. Then I kind of do. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this Clippers team has been resilient all playoffs long. I think they're going to be resilient once more and they're going to push it to game seven where they'll probably lose. But still, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it, too. You really got to give them their credit. Ty Lu, Good. Great job. Really good coach. Uh, I was telling you the other day. What was that? That roster should not. I was just going to say that roster probably, especially without Kawhi, that roster should not be in the Western Conference Finals. What's your opinion? go, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's about it. I'm just it's 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 kind of incredible. The four teams that we have in the Western Conference Finals. Not the Suns because they've been this excellent all year, but I think still at the end, it's still at, at the same time. I think the Suns are still a little bit surprising because we've seen so many young teams have that big moment during the regular season, and then you know they kind of get their asses kicked in the playoffs. No, this team has been amazing, but these four teams are just not what was really expected to be here. And, and nevertheless, it's been incredibly entertaining with some really good games. What are your thoughts right now on Demarcus Cousins? <laughs> well. Every time I think like a, a role player has a big game in the playoffs, I always think they're never going to do it again. But then I was wrong because Bobby Portis keeps having big games. So um, DeMarcus Cousins, who knows? Maybe he'll have another one. He Every single time he had Dario Saric on him, 
they cleared the hell out of there. It was him against Charge. He just bodied him and got into the paint. If that can, if they can do that, then Demarcus Cousins is not only playable, but he's valuable. Yeah. And um, I don't know if we're gonna see that, that consistently. I'm sure they'll try it again. Because um, on the other end, you can't have Demarcus Cousins guarding on the perimeter. No, you can't. I, but I do think he's, but if he's scoring does, the most. You know why not? Ty Lue's done an awesome job knowing when to use who uh, the adjustments have been incredible in game and game to game. And I'm not going to lie. He's someone I slept on big time as a coach. And I think it's, it's easy, easy to, to do that. It's easy to someone... sleep on a guy like that. Yeah. Because you know, he coached LeBron James and it's like, cool. David Blatt. We got there too. Neat. But you got to give Ty Lue his credit and seeing the resilience that he seems to uh, foster in these teams that he coaches. And we were talking about the other day, uh, not on the podcast, how Ty Luke calls out LeBron James at halftime game seven in the 2016 finals and says like, you got to do more. And it takes some serious balls to call out LeBron James. And uh, that's, that's tough in a lot of ways. Superstars are the hardest players to coach. Yeah. They have the most talent, but they're also kind of the hardest to handle. And especially when you have someone who's such a intelligent basketball mind, like LeBron James, sometimes they're going to be a little stubborn, but what Ty Lue's been able to do to see all these kind of guys, like putting their egos aside and um, you know, Paul George, like, Clippers are down 22. Terrence Mann gets hot and Paul George's like, okay, yeah, you're the guy tonight. You know? Yeah. It's he's incredible. Exploit, Whatever they need the to win. Yeah. yeah. They, they've exploited mismatches. They've exploited the hot guy. Hell, Marcus Morris, he had, he saw Devin Booker on him and Ty Lue told him to go eat because he's too small. And Marcus Morris did, he did exactly what he needed to do. Hit a bunch of fadeaways over Devin Booker because he's bigger than him. It's It's very simple when you break it down like, We've got solid individual players that when they're bigger than the guy they're matched up against can score on them. And Ty Lue's recognized that time and time again in this series. He did it with Morris. He's done it with Paul George whenever Paul George gets a mismatch, which is almost always because Paul George is very tall. He did it with DeMarcus Cousins. He does it with Kawhi. Like he just, I think he's a very, very good ISO heavy coach. And I don't think they're going to win this series, but Phoenix has been a hell of a defensive team all year. And they're they were giving them some hell, and they're not going away. Yeah, if they do get the win tonight, that's just incredibly impressive. Uh, when you think about that, the Suns are really pretty healthy. You know, Cameron Payne, who's been awesome, is uh, back. Chris Paul's obviously back. Uh, it's going to be really wild. They did a good job, kind of slowing down DeAndre Ayton the last game. He's been such a monster. I think that's a guy who's putting himself in the conversation as a top 10 center in the NBA right now. And I've, I've been telling anyone who will listen to me all year, how underrated Aiton's been, but I think now. So you said top 10 center. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I think he's closer to top five now, probably. Yeah. Like Jokic, Embiid, Bam, Towns, Gobert. Those are the five. 
And you can make um, a really strong argument that you'd rather have DeAndre Ayton than Rudy Gobert after this playoffs. Shit, yeah, I mean, damn. Because Ayton's becoming a great defender if he's not already. Yeah. And he's and, already the best, like, field goal percentage guy in the NBA. Yeah, and he doesn't even take he doesn't even take threes yet, and he will. Because he's taking – I mean, he's taking some during the regular season, but his offensive game is going to explode. He's got incredible touch around the rim. You kind of feel like he'll have a maybe a, a Carl Anthony Towns-like impact in the next couple of years, especially as uh, Chris Paul's role diminishes as he gets a little bit older, or you'd think it would, um, and his role gets bigger with Devin Booker. Um, yeah, he's amazing. I'd say he's definitely vying for that top five center i agree yeah he's just really really in a in a draft that had luca and trey young i'll, I'll put vucevic him. ahead of him yeah that's that's true and then it's hard with bam because i don't it's hard to consider bam a center but i guess he is and then but he's you know, like sabonis. five to ten range yeah no i agree and then there's sabonis who's a four i guess he's like just like bam center. is he a power forward is he a center right I, I, know, like again, positions, positions I like him better than Miles Turner. I like him better than Nurkic. Yeah. Oh, I do. Well, especially with Nurkic's inju- injury history. Right. Uh, but yeah, to say I agree, yeah, I agree 100%. DeAndre Ayton is quickly becoming uh, one of the better centers in the NBA. And he was really looking like the guy that you're like, wow, you drafted this guy ahead of Trey Young and Luka Doncic. And now I'm not saying he's going to be better than either of them, but he's an incredibly valuable player to have. Absolutely. Well, we'll start uh, wrapping this one up here, Reed. Uh, I'll put you on the spot. If you had to say right now, and you do have to say right now, and these right now. opinions can change, but who do you have in the in the finals? Ooh. Pacers, Lakers. Yikes. Um. Uh, Adam, I don't. I think it's gonna be. Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I think it's gonna be Bucks Suns. I think Hawks Suns. Ooh. All right, so we both have the Suns making the finals. But it'll. It's gonna be the Clippers. So I really. Is there a way to find out? Were there people that put money on Hawks Suns at the beginning of the year to be the NBA Finals? I doubt it. Not a single person on earth. I, I mean, you can look at I maybe some mad Hawks fan. But even then, the, the, the Hawks have the Suns in the – I would love to be able to find – I don't know if that's possible. Because you know how at the end of, like, every uh, every March Madness, you see all the people that submitted their brackets, and they're usually busted. There's only, like, three people on earth that had the correct Final Four. Yeah. Um, some Boston Terrier <laughs> bet all his bones on the Suns. Yeah. Exactly. I really do wonder though if, if it's Hawks Suns in the NBA Finals. That's just I and I'm not one of those people that think that's bad for the league. I think that's hilarious and I think it's cool. Um, it's a battle for the sky. Who owns it? The birds or the sun? Damn, that's fucking deep. Yeah, that's how we do it here on Running with the Bulls podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for your uh, loyalty. If you enjoy the show, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, who do you have winning it then from now, at this point? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Clippers. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be Hawks Suns, but the Clippers are gonna win because this NBA playoffs has been insane. 
The Clippers could win the championship. I think the Suns will beat them. But I think the Clippers could win it all. I don't know what to think Dude. anymore. No one knows no. anything about Kawhi Leonard. Honestly, honestly, my bet on the Magic winning the NBA title next year is not looking too bad. Wow. All right. I'm I'm kidding, but it's kind of almost serious. Maybe in a few years. No, why not? Why why not next year? The hey, in insane. like four or five years, that Magic Pistons Eastern Conference Finals is going to be really good. Isaiah Stewart versus uh, Jonathan Isaac is going to be quite the matchup. Don't forget Kate Cunningham. Oh, I haven't. I think about him every moment of every day. And all-star Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah, why not? With Mo Bamba, sixth man of the year. Mo Bamba, less Bamba, just the, the right amount of Bamba. I like the right amount of that. Um, anyway, yeah, I guess that's all for now, folks. Thanks for listening.